All right, guys, we want to bring up another sponsor of ours. It is Kelsey Picker Realtor with Keller Williams Coastal Area Partners. And if you need to buy or sell property anywhere in the United States, go to kelseypicker.kw.com. And her information will be at the bottom of that page or reach out to us at any of our social media pages or our email. And we will be happy to put you in touch. <laughs> Who's that coming down the track? Who's that coming down the track? It's a mean machine in red and black. It's a mean machine in red and black. Ain't nothing butter in the land. Ain't nothing butter in the land. And a drunk of noxious Georgia band. And a drunk of noxious Georgia band. Go no! What's up, y'all? This is John and Wes back for another episode of the Nothing Finer podcast. And we've got a fun show tonight. Uh, we're doing our 2022-23 postseason awards. If you've been on social media the last couple of days, you've seen it. Uh, we'll go over how we kind of did this a little bit later. But before we jump into some news, Wes, are you drinking tonight? I, I'm i only drinking – so these prime like hydration drinks, I don't know if you ever had them. Are they good? The lemon lime and the tropical punch aren't bad, but the blue raspberry is fucking ass. That sucks. But because blue raspberry flavors are normally pretty good, I love blue raspberry. Yeah, blue raspberries. But no, they're pretty good though. I like them. I have not had one yet because there was a local company that sold their stuff at uh like in markets around here called yeah. BioLite mm. or not BioLite. Um, Recover One Eighty uh, is what they were okay. called. I know, I know what BioLite is. <laughs> Those are made in Atlanta, but no, uh, these were Recover 180, and they had a blueberry acai flavor Ooh. that was so good. But well, so what is acai or acai or however the hell you say it? It's a berry out of, I want to say it's out of like the northern India, Nepal region. Everything that is in it is good, so. Yeah, but... um. <laughs> That company, I guess they went under about three or four months ago. So I cleared out all the end markets of them and then ran nice. out. Nice. A little disappointed. <laughs> but with um, with this being our awards uh, episode, I do have a uh, championship bottle that I'm drinking out of. It is not any. It is not any of the ASW championship bottles because I'm not going to drink one until I get another one. But oh, yeah. this is a uh, uh, Atlanta-based barrel picking group that I'm in. Did this Driftless Glen single barrel rye whiskey? It's uh, five years old, sixty-two point five percent alcohol in the bottle. Jesus! And I don't know if you can can you see it? Yeah. What? It's from the Braves World Series, and it says, we are those motherfuckers. We are those motherfuckers. <laughs> I like so, it. So, and Dansby's on, uh, Dansby's on it, so you can like it even a little bit more. Bro, I got to give me a Dansby jersey, even though the season starts, well, preseason starts this month. I got to yeah. give me a Dansby jersey. But uh, I'm glad you uh, that means I gotta start. That means I got to start doing research for this fantasy baseball group I'm in. Dude, fantasy baseball is so hard. It. I've come third from last two years in a row. <laughs> they should not last. No. And we're actually changing up the format because it, it was so uber competitive the last two years 
people found out what time like the new week started for like roster changes. Yeah. And everybody had their alarm set for like 4.02 a.m. <laughs> to get up and add some two start or some two start pitchers like Jesus. Monday at 4.02 in the morning. So it was yeah. we're changing the format this year to help people not do that. You know what we need? We need to make I'm sure it, it you know exists and I'm sure some people some listeners can tell us it exists. We need it like a WWE like fantasy. Well, that's legitimately scripted, so I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, so is the NFL, but hey. The, the script leaked the other day. They got to change it. It did, what was it, 34-37 Eagles? But that <laughs> crushes the over, so. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. We're actually going to talk about some Super Bowl stuff here in a minute, but um, Wes has actually got our news of the week, so I'll let you go ahead and take that away. Dude. Like I said before we came on, you're the host. I'm just here as the hype man. So we'll see how this goes. But, yeah, no, I mean, some big news broke today. I mean, I wouldn't say big news. Dude's been in the league since, what, 08? Somewhere around there? Um, I want to say it was 08, 09. Yeah. Star wide receiver A.J. Green has officially announced his retirement from the NFL. Played a couple years with the Bengals. Played a couple years with the Cardinals. And – Announced his retirement. I mean, dude was a dog in Athens. Love watching he him was, play. He was a first round pick in 2011 draft. 11? Uh huh. But why do I feel like it was so much longer than that? Well, he was a freshman in Stafford's last year, so that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So bringing up AJ Green, I'm I'm gonna throw this to you because I didn't t- bring this up before. What is your most memorable slash favorite AJ Green moment? Oh, it's got to be that catch against Colorado. Yep. <laughs> it's got to be. Because that was what, right after a three-game suspension, if I do believe. Right, for something that players are now getting paid millions of dollars for. Yeah, it's crazy because, I mean, what, Todd Gurley also got suspended for the same thing? Todd Gurley would have won the Heisman if he never got suspended. Yeah. But, no, yeah, A.J. Green, it, it's got to be that Colorado catch. I mean, granted, he's had memorable catches. You know, couple in the LSU game. But that one, that one had to be it. That one-handed in the fucking right corner of the end zone. I mean, that was that was Terry Godwin's Notre Dame catch before Terry Godwin's Notre Dame catch. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, that was Terry Shinsky at quarterback, wasn't it? Ooh, that's a – Tough. That is a tough one. I'm gonna look that up while you keep talking. Uh, I'm, keep I'm talking. pretty sure that was Tereshinsky. God, dude, that's that's one name I don't remember as a Georgia quarterback. <laughs> all all of our younger listeners have no idea who Tereshinsky is. Absolutely not. Absolutely not, and for good reason. So there's that. Um, linebacker Marvin Jones had labral surgery today. So he'll be out for spring camp, which, I mean, labral surgery isn't that big of a surgery. Um, I had it. Granted, it sucks, and you never come back the same. I but, need it. But, <laughs> but for a football player in the type of physical therapy and athletic department that the University of Georgia has, he'll come back fine in the fall, and it'll he'll, he won't skip a beat. But, no, labral surgery, it's, it's, it sucks, but it's not that bad. 
Not that bad. That was that was Aaron Murray's freshman season. Was it? Georgia lost that game 29-27. Aaron yeah. Murray went 16 of 27 for 221 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. So then why did I think that was Tereshinsky? I don't know. Because yeah, Joe Cox might, played most of 09. That must have been right. Tereshinsky played after Stafford. He must have split time with Joe Cox. God, dude, that's two names. God. <laughs> so, and then something that I figured you would understand when I texted it to you. The SEC has implemented a 10-run rule in baseball after the seventh inning. I figured you would understand what that meant. Um. What are your what are your thoughts on that? So I did I did do some research because I initially thought it was just the first team to ten wins, <laughs> which I was like, this this isn't T ball, guys. Let's let's chill out. <laughs> no, if it's if the team is leading by 10, they they get the win. Yeah. And that's after the seventh. So I mean <laughs> I get it. I I don't I don't have a problem with it. I don't. Huh. I mean the the graphic I sent, Tennessee would have beaten five SEC teams last year by the run rule if this was in effect last year. Like, that Tennessee team last year was ridiculous. Um, beat- I, think, I think they cut their grass the wrong height, or the fans are too <laughs> loud, or the foul poles are uh, off-center or something. It's, it's got to be. It's got to be. But, uh, I mean, I'll give credit or credit to you. That Tennessee baseball team last year was fun to watch. Until the postseason. Until postseason. I mean, they were still fun to watch because they lost. That was the better part. So, but yeah, no, I like because, I mean, what? <laughs> they beat Mississippi State last year 27-2. to two. Like. The year after Mississippi State won the College World Series. Yeah, won the College World Series 27-2. to two. Like, Jesus Christ, man. But no, I mean, baseball season's coming up. We got, what, 10 days until opening day for college, I believe? Something like that? Yeah, no, um. We'll have to uh, we'll have to talk about getting Chris Phillips back on talk some college baseball with us. Yeah, got to because I I have not done near as much research on this Georgia team as I would like to have. Slacking. I know you're the research guy. I'm just here. (laughs) I'm just here to make the graphics. Hey, I do that too sometimes. (laughs) You're you're the video guy. Oh, all right. So you ready to get rolling on these awards? Yeah, I have no other news. Um, sorry for botching my my one shot at being a host. Oh, you're good. You're good. Um, <laughs> oh, I like. It. I didn't realize your background was like a little stage, like like award. I like it. Oh yeah, we're we'll be getting this up on YouTube, but we've got our backdrop behind me here um, for the nothing finer in the land award ceremony. For should have wore suits. Honestly, I have a cut off tuxedo t shirt that I almost wore. Like the sleeves are cut off. <laughs> I next almost year. wore it next year. Yeah, next year we'll have matching cut off tuxedo t shirts. Yeah, instead of this shitty ass national championship shirt that they're just passing out now. 
Yeah, those damn back-to-back shirts. These shirts are fucking hideous. Why haven't you ordered from our website? Yeah. Why haven't you ordered from our website, listeners? I was talking to you. (laughs) Because I forgot about it. We We got another order the other day from someone that I have no idea who they are. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's because we don't have shitty-ass national championship shirts. So, I mean, we do have a shirt that you helped design. I do. My my, my McConkie on the donkey shirt. Yeah. Oh, guys. Did Mike wear it when he was on? No, he hadn't gotten it yet. We we were having... We were having some uh, loose nut behind the wheel issues on the first order, and I was oh. the loose nut behind the wheel. <laughs> All right. So for the 2022-2023 uh, postseason awards, the way we did this is Wes had a nominee, I had a nominee, and then we put it up to you guys on Instagram and Facebook to help us decide the winner um, and the awards are Offensive Freshman of the Year, Defensive Freshman of the Year, Regular Season Play of the Year, Postseason Play of the Year, Breakout Player of the Year, and then Senior Offensive MVP and Defensive Senior MVP. Uh, don't just say Senior because it it was the Seniors or the or early draftees. Correct, correct. Yeah, Anybody that is currently – no longer with the program. They've left to go do bigger and better things. Not transfer. Not transfer. Because you can't do bigger than back-to-back. So, or Well, he didn't get to go back-to-back. He didn't even get a chance to go to the fucking playoffs. Hey, you know what? We're, we're over him. I'm done. Let's get on to our award show. We need, like, a theme music. Can you, All right, I'll put something have, in right there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> award shows have theme music, you know. Yeah, I'll put I'll put something in in that in that little gap we left. Hell yeah! <laughs> All right, so for offensive freshman of the year, Wes nominated Dylan Bell. Do you want to talk about why you nominated Dylan Bell? Um. Shit, I know we were going into all that death. Oh, no, I mean, I thought Dylan Bell made a big impact in a lot of the games this season, um, especially in the red zone. Um, whether it, it was catching the ball or doing doing something besides scoring, which he did score a lot. He he, he what I got? I see you, you threw me under the bus now. But uh, I felt like Dylan Bell did a lot in the red zone to help this team, to help this offense. And one thing, and to add on to what you were saying. As a freshman, you do not start at wide receiver for Kirby Smart without being a willing and able blocker for the run game or screen game. And that's something that he coming in, he was a little uh he was a little skinny coming in, but he was willing and capable to do that downfield blocking. Yeah. So so I I mean I agree with you there. Honestly, if if you wouldn't have picked him, I probably would have. Um, <laughs> but after I looked into it, I, I went with Branson Robinson and there were not a lot of freshmen that played a good bit on the team this season, 
But Branson Robinson had some phenomenal breakout games. He yeah. was a big part of the Mizzou game, had a bunch of carries in the Auburn game. Just, uh, I mean, he th- really, I mean, for breakout player, I think he could have gone there too for just. Oh, yeah. A true freshman coming in, they were like, oh, hey, get on the field. We need you. Oh, shit. Here's six yards of carry. What is this? Baby Chubb. Baby Chubb. Um, so now we're going to go to the listeners or anyone that uh, that was following along here. We'll say we'll say the fan vote. The fan vote. The fan vote. So with the fan vote on Instagram, Branson Robinson had 66% of the vote with Dylan Bell <laughs> getting 34% of the vote. So Brandon Robinson <laughs> ran away with this one. Um, I was a little shocked because it seemed like Dylan Bell was a bigger name throughout the season because he yeah. made some of those big plays. Um, but you know, we got we got some smart fans. They they pay attention. <laughs> they see the dirty work. You see the dirty work. All right, for this next award, it is defensive freshman of the year, and Wes. Had Michael Williams of Columbus, Georgia. Hey, if y'all don't, if y'all are new to this show, I am from Columbus. My wife went to school, went not to school with Michael Williams, but the same school as Michael Williams. That's not why I picked him. Dude was so disruptive all season in the backfield. Like constantly, every time you look, he was running down the quarterback, chasing the quarterback, sacks like thirteen within that backfield. If he wasn't Second, he was hurrying. He was rushing. Like, dude disrupted offenses all season. Yeah. No, he – I mean, even playoff game, national championship game, Michael was in and around the quarterback at all times. Yeah. My – gonna... <laughs> Go ahead. And I knew you are going to pick who you are going to pick, so I had to go with somebody else. <laughs> Malachi – Starks out of Jefferson, Georgia. Mal, I mean, you guys know Malachi Starks, week one, made a name for himself, and he just kept doing it for most of the season. He had some rough spots, but he was a true freshman, put in a very difficult position with the state of offenses today. At times, he was asked to cover wide receivers, running backs, tight ends, spy the quarterback. I mean, you were asking a true freshman to do a lot on that defense and he did really well, a lot more than he did average or below average. Dude. Yeah, he – ball hawk. In a I, – I mean, I'm ecstatic that he's only a freshman. I mean, the fact that both of these guys are just freshmen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, we're losing my favorite player from the team, Christopher Smith. But we're, we're having his – replacement be Malachi Starks, who was a – was he a freshman know. All-American this year or freshman All-SEC? I'm not sure. One of the two. Maybe both. Awesome. Awesome. Super excited that he's coming back. I mean, we named it. We named an award during the week after him. <laughs> yeah, it was the uh, My God a Freshman Malachi Starks Award. <laughs> But now we got to have a new player with that award this week. Uh. 
Um, so with this fan vote, Michael Williams had 38% of the vote. Bullshit. And Malachi Starks had 62% of the vote. There so is for... one vote. There's one vote for Michael Williams in the Facebook group. Thank you, Michael Dark. <laughs> so for this one, for offensive freshman of the year, Branson Robinson. Defensive freshman of the year was Malachi Starks. You're two and zero right now. I'm two and zero, but that's going to change. <laughs> and we're going to do our play of the year at the end. Um, so we're going to go ahead to breakout player of the year. And Wes, I know you're excited about this, so I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you put your nominee out there. So when you sent me the breakout player, and I was like. I don't know if it would have been considered a breakout player because, I mean, he was a household name last year. But Lad McConkey getting on his donkey to me was the breakout player this year. Yeah, he had his gains. He had his drops. But, like, when he was needed most, he was there. Like, dude went off this season. He was Stetson's number one receiver. Like, I wouldn't even say over Brock. So... I, I definitely think that he is a breakout player. He almost doubled the yards he had this past year. Yeah. But, dude, dude, when his number was called for the most part of this season, he delivered. And I know we talked about it on the show, but if you are newer, Lad McConkey for most of the season didn't practice because he was so injured. They yeah. would rather him save it up and just go all out on Saturday which he did time and time again and is a huge integral part of the reason that Georgia was able to go back to back. And I don't know if you know this or not, listeners, TMZ has reported he is dating Margot Robbie. Is he officially the greatest Georgia wide receiver? (laughs) Some are asking. Some are asking. Will we see Margot Robbie in Athens next season? (laughs) I guarantee you I won't miss a home game. <laughs> All right. So my breakout player of the year was Bear Alexander. And this one was a tough one for me because I had a lot of guys that I was actually looking at for this award. But I went with Bear just because of what he did in the last few games of the season. Especially, I mean, he had a few big-time pressures and sacks against Ohio State. He had multiple sacks against TCU. As a true freshman, this guy was pushing people around on that line, which is extremely impressive. Everybody had a sack against TCU. I'm pretty sure I got one. Oh, did you? I'm pretty sure I did. Yeah, let me. (laughs) That's impressive. (laughs) So, Bear Alexander, I'm trying to pull up the stats here. He technically only accounted for five tackles and two sacks this season. That's crazy. Well, he has nine total tackles, five solo, four assisted, two sacks. He was so disruptive, though. In 
the national championship game, he had two solo tackles and a sack. Half of his sacks came in the biggest game of the year. <laughs> and I, I don't know where these stats are coming from because if you watch that Peach Bowl, he was in he was in CJ Stroud's face quite a bit. And he yes, had at least half a sack, especially on that play where CJ Stroud was sacked at the 33 and they dropped put the ball at the 30. He was so disrupt like his numbers might not show, and it was the same with Jalen Carter, but they are so disruptive. They were constantly in the backfield. Like, when Jalen Carter went out, boom, you had Barrett Alexander to fucking deal with. Like, Yeah. The drop-off was was very uh, – it wasn't really there. Yeah, but there wasn't one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, there's a reason that Georgia did so well on defense this season, and it's because – you had a first round top five draft pick go out for most of the year and who steps up? Oh, just a five-star freshman that is going to be around for at least two more seasons. Dude, I'm so excited. So for the breakout player of the year, Bear Alexander got 25% of the votes. Yes. <laughs> and Lad McConkey ran away with seventy five percent. So I feel like that one was cheating because everybody knew Lad from last year too. So they were like, "Oh, Lad, I'm gonna click Lad." But yeah, I'll take. Had, it. I'll take. The- he had three hundred and twenty more yards this year than he had last year. I'll, I'll take the dub on that one. Yeah. No, I mean, it, Lad deserves the award. A hundred percent. I think so. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll accept this award on Lad's behalf. <laughs> Here is your imaginary award. <laughs> All right. So our next award is Offensive Senior slash Early Drafty Player of the Year. And Wes took the uh, – Took the very, very obvious road. It's <laughs> it's not a road. West took West took the interstate. <laughs> yeah. I, I took the Autobahn. And uh Wes, who did you who did you nominate for offensive? Sequavius <laughs> Bainit, dude. Ivy. I, I, I you had, can't forget I mean, the Ivy. Yeah, you can't forget the Ivy. Dude was, I mean, you, you, like you said, it was the obvious answer. Like, what he did this season, a Heisman finalist, leading Georgia to back-to-back national championships, first team to do it since 2011-2012 Alabama. And with the amount of hate he got all season from the fans, from the media, from everybody, dude still went out and put up amazing numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's fucking – 80 years old, throwing to a bunch of five-stars. Not one fucking receiver is a five-star. Nope. Not even Brock Bowers. Not even Brock Bowers. The only receiver – or not, he's not even a receiver. The only ball catcher, I guess you can say, that was a five-star is Darnell. And yep. didn't – he was more of a blocking tight end than he was a receiving tight end this season. Yeah, so I went with Stetson. Dude did what he did. Dude's a baller, and he's projected second, third round pick in the draft. I mean, that's just hoping he doesn't go find Max Duggan's door to knock on tomorrow morning. 
Did we talk about that? Did we? We I talked about it with Mike. I haven't been on since that happened. <laughs> so Stetson Bennett has the single season passing record for the University of Georgia. That's overtaking multiple college football Hall of Famers. Multiple. David Green, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Murray, passed all those guys. Every single one of them. And guess what? All of them are in his corner. It's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, all of them. I mean, Matthew Stafford was in the tunnel with Stetson came off the field after, field after winning the national championship game. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. No, they hugged and took a bunch of pictures and talked in, in the tunnel oh, after the game. I did see that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, so my offensive lever of the year. <laughs> lever? <laughs> I, I don't know. We got to come up with a better name for this next that year. That sounds so bad. <laughs> I got to go Kenny Mack. And I – you definitely – took the obvious answer, but <laughs> Kenny McIntosh was awesome all season. Oh, yeah. Kenny McIntosh went from 58 carries for 328 yards last season to 158 or 150 carries for 829 yards, 10 touchdowns, and 504 receiving yards. Kenny McIntosh had over 1,300 all-purpose yards this season without returning a single kick. And takes every opportunity he can to throw shade at Florida, and I love it. Uh, and you can't forget the big hats. The you big can't hats. Forget, you can't forget stealing TV cameras after games. Blueprint news. Kenny Mack was awesome. I just – I – I think he deserves more love than he's getting because yeah. he is absolutely an NFL back. And I think the senior bowl kind of made that point and he'll definitely pick it up in, in the pro bowl or in the uh, combine, the underwear Olympics that they're having here soon. But I don't watch the uh, senior bowl. I didn't either. I watched highlights. I'm okay. too cheap to pay for NFL network. Fair enough. But you get another nominee in this one. <laughs> yeah. Stetson Bennett received 92% of the vote. Oh, poor Kenny Mack. And Kenny Mack got 8%. I mean, you kind of knew that was going to happen, though. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Stetson deserved it. I mean, he is literally an all-time legend for the University of Georgia, the only quarterback for the university to ever win two championships. He owns the single-season passing record. But can't and be a Hall of Famer. They've got to change that rule. That's real so dumb. I, You know, we'll go on a little bit of a tangent here. The fact that Mike Leach, who reinvented football, essentially – and Stetson Bennett, the first quarterback to go back-to-back in the playoff era, are two people that, with a current rule set, cannot be inducted in the College Football Hall of Fame are ridiculous. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I don't want to go on a tangent this week. 
I just that pisses me off. I was like, I don't have a rant for this week, so. <laughs> All right. So our last player award before we get to the plays awards is defensive senior slash early in drafty player of the year. And Wes, you took my favorite player on the team. I know. I'm so sorry. That's <laughs> right. right. It happens. But I just couldn't name anybody else. <laughs> And for those of y'all that that don't know, I went with Christopher Smith, aka Nightmare. Dude, dude was a fucking yeah, a maniac all season. He's a menace. He yeah, he was everywhere. Christopher Smith, if you've listened to the show for a while, you know he's my favorite player. I've said it multiple times tonight. He's the human eraser. He is the nightmare on defense. He – I I got to look up the stats here. Just to prove my point is just how lucky Georgia was to have Christopher Smith on the team. He was a – He had 43 solo tackles, one forced fumble, three interceptions, five passes defended as – a safety, 60 total tackles, one fumble recovery, and the blocked kick returned for a field goal in the SEC championship game. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. Where he kind of just stood there. Yeah, no, that was a high IQ play by Christopher Smith. Yeah. So... I went with the other Smith on defense. I went with Nolan. Uh, um, so I went Nolan, one, because Wes took my favorite player, but two, <laughs> after he went out, after being the outside linebacker for the team, he went out and immediately was a coach on the sideline. Yeah. I mean, coaches talked all year about he was leading meetings he had a whistle during practices. He was coaching up these young guys. And instead of doing what it seems like people are doing more and more of in the college ranks, he could have said, all right, guys, I'm going to go train for the draft. He got his surgery, and while he was in L.A. recovering from his surgery, he was on Zoom meetings with the players doing everything he could to make sure that there was no drop-off between him and the guy behind him. So that's the reason I went with Nolan Smith. Yeah, I mean, this was our closest vote. Nolan Smith, 43%. Christopher Smith, 57%. I mean, yeah. Christopher Smith took it. But it would. I think this is more of a one A one B kind of uh, kind of award than than really there was a loser. Yeah, just because of what these guys have meant for the program over the last few years, and especially these last two championship teams. Um, but now we get to go to our plays of the year. So we got a regular sure. season. Go ahead. Pretty sure you won both of those. 
I I believe so. <laughs> so we're talking regular season play of the year first. Um, and I'm really proud of the videos I made on these because the music that I put with each play was great. So I'm going to take these from a story and post them as real so you guys can check them out later. Um, I, I, so like Wes, the, I like the call for years, but you should change it to bubbly. I, I had to do the call me maybe. <laughs> I had to. I had to. Yeah. So I, my regular season play of the year was the Malachar, Malachi Starks touchdown saving tackle against Missouri. We were already down 10. If they scored that touchdown, it's it's over. Yeah. Because... Do it. Go ahead. Go ahead. That was about the half yard line. Then defense stood their ground and they ended up kicking a field goal. And I, that to me is what turned that game around and ultimately saved our season. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you 100% there. I mean, a lot of people forget that the offense, like Missouri's offense, was so tired from running down the field. And it seemed like they were a little shaken up that he got caught before that touchdown. Their very next play was a false start. Yeah. And defense held the ground, got got the field goal. That was a game-changing single play that came from a busted coverage. At athlete on athlete, Malachi won. Yeah, half-yard line. <laughs> I'll tell half, you. Yeah. Like, if the ball had gotten one more ball length further, that was potentially season-changing. Of what was going to happen. Yeah. So my nominee, and I actually, I went back and forth on this, and I'll tell you guys the play that I was thinking about first. I was thinking about Thor's punt, that 70-yard, ooh, that long punt that ooh. went out at the one that, the, I mean, that drive should have ended in a safety, but it didn't. That's why I wouldn't have picked that one, is because it didn't end in a safety when it should have, but. I mean, when Tennessee punted that ball, it, they Georgia still got it on Tennessee's side of the field and went for a touchdown. Like, next, play with, next play was a touchdown to Ladd. Yeah. yeah. So that was um, that was the play that I almost picked, but I did Stetson scramble a touchdown against Tennessee. And the reason I did is I do think there were other plays in this regular season that were very important. Tennessee was up at that point, and they were consistently driving the ball yeah. to right around the 50-yard line. Like They just kicked a field goal. That play, they had Stetson look like he was sacked two or three times, <laughs> and he just took off the corner of the end zone, and then the iconic phone up to his ear. Yeah, that was um, that was a insane play that no one expected. I was in the stadium, and I can tell you that may have been one of the loudest moments during the game. Hell and especially yeah. the targeting no call, and they almost overturned the touchdown. And <laughs> I, That game was wild. The game was wild. So for this one, Malachi's tackle got 46% of the vote, and Stetson had That's 54%. Bullshit. I was very close. Bullshit. Very close. <laughs> They're not real fans. <laughs> Why? Because they picked my play? 
Yeah. Mine saved the, the season. Maybe. I mean, Georgia still had yet to play Tennessee. And then, you know, Tennessee was probably always going to lay that egg against South Carolina. <laughs> For the postseason play of the year, both of ours came from the Peach Bowl because at three or four plays into the national championship, we knew we knew how that game was going. The, the coin toss was the postseason play of the game for the national championship. My favorite quote by – I might have even been Tebow that said it after the national championship. Somebody asked when this game was over, and he said midnight on New Year's. Yeah. And – but anyways, we're not talking about national championship right now. So, for my nominee, I had Arian Smith's 76-yard touchdown against Ohio State. And, one, it was one of the best routes you'll ever see. Made the Ohio State defender just fall to the ground. But also, Georgia was down more than two scores at that point. Because that was the start of the comeback at the very end of the game was that that eight something left in the fourth I believe yeah that was it was this play they went three and out Georgia had the touchdown to A.D. Mitchell like that was that was it yeah because that was right after the um the um timeout on the punt wasn't it yeah, it was timeout on the punt. They punted. Very next play was a 76-yard touchdown pass. Hell, honorable mention for postseason play of the year, that fucking timeout. That should have been 12 men on the field anyways, but we've but... already complained about the referees in that game enough. <laughs> so that was my play. It was, one, showing the college football world, the Arian Smith, can run routes, and he's not just going to run past you. It was the start of the comeback on offense. And it was a phenomenal play, through and through. Wes, what did you have for this one? I picked the tackle for loss on the – The tackle for loss. The tackle for loss on the running back after um, CJ Schott had that long run which there was like three holding calls or three holding penalties that weren't called on that play. But the ne- very next play, Georgia had a tackle for loss, which made the – granted, it was two yards, but the next play – the next two plays were incomplete passes, which made that field goal a 50-plus yard field goal at the time. And then we, we all know what happens after that. But, yeah, no, that, that was my – that right there. And then keeping it on the left side, on the left hash – Two instead of, you know, down the middle. They kept it on the left hash, so he fucking he hooked it left. And I, I feel like that was a huge play in this game. Very underrated yeah. play. A huge play. No, I agree with you 100%. It, it's very hard to pick just two plays, especially from this game, just because it seemed like every play was monumental at that point. Yeah. Like, this almost could have been – like drive of the postseason because I mean Brock's Brock's fourth down conversion where he levitated on one hand to cross oh I forgot about that play god dang it and then you know (laughs) A.D. Mitchell's 
touchdown in the corner of the end zone with that perfectly thrown ball, only like his sixth catch of the season. There, are so I mean, many, there, were, yeah. there were so many huge plays in that game, it's hard to pick. Yeah, but I, I feel like that was that was a pivotal play in this game. Grant, the fourth down, yeah, completely that one completely fucking just left my mind. It was between the fourth down and Arian's touchdown for me. Yeah. It, it really was. Just because yeah. I mean Brock's not human. He pulled out like he had his anti gravity belt on that day and just can I, can I Froze my- time, hit the belt. It wild. I would truly love to know what planet he's from. I'm gonna change my answer. He's from Napa Valley. That that's the planet. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, California's a different country. I don't know about different planet. He's from Napa Valley. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> I got you. I got you. And the P in Napa stands for planet. <laughs> <laughs> Not a planet around valley. Perfect. Boom. Perfect. We figured it out. (laughs) All right. So for this one, the tackle for loss that pushed the field goal back got 41% of the vote. Oh. Arian Smith's 76 yard touchdown got 59% of the vote. My play was very underrated. I don't care. I agree. No, I mean, that, that play. That whole game was hard to pick a play from. Yeah. But, so that does it for our awards tonight, guys. We'll just go over them one more time. The offensive freshman of the year was Branson Robinson. Offense or defensive freshman of the year goes to Malachi Starks. Breakout player of the year is Lad McConkey. Offensive senior slash early draftee with Stetson Bennett the fourth. Yeah. And defensive lever of the year went to Christopher Smith. Regular season play of the year with Stetson Scramble against Tennessee. And the postseason play of the year was Arian Smith, 76-yard touchdown against an Ohio State University. You want to know something funny? What's that? All, all season, you've been the defensive guy. Like you would do defensive yeah. awards, defense. I would do the offensive. <laughs> I pick defensive plays. <laughs> you pick offensive plays. But my players were mostly defense that I nominated. Breakout player was defense. Yeah. I was like, yeah. But yeah, I just thought that was funny. That just hit me. All right, you want to talk just a little bit of Super Bowl before we get out of here? Let's do it. Oh, before we do that, we're sticking to college. Um, I forgot to mention this earlier. Justin Fields' sister, Jaden Fields, who is a member of the Georgia softball team, has signed an NIL contract or NIL deal with WWE. What? Yeah, they they past couple of years – well, not past couple of years, but since they started NIL – WWE has signed a lot of like um, college athletes for their like future um, superstar. What I forgot what it's called, but yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, she she got signed. That's she's really a, she's amazing on the diamond too. She's a fucking monster. But yeah, oh yeah, yeah. She got that whole family's just stupid athletic. I hate I hate families like that. Yeah, 
It's like, oh, our failure son's only a silver medalist in the Olympics. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, our least favorite son is the quarterback for the Bears, but hey. <laughs> I mean, it is for the Bears, though. But, uh, it's a little bit granted. But still. <laughs> How dare him? Right. How dare you not pull a um, Eli Manning and just refuse to play for the team that drafted you? Wow. All right. So a little bit of Super Bowl here. Um, first off, let's talk about the Georgia players that are going to be in the Super Bowl. One of them was put on the injured list today, meaning he will not play in the Super Bowl. That is Amico Hardman of the Kansas City Chiefs. So sad. It is sad. Uh, but he's been dealing with injuries a lot this season. I think the extra workload put on him by Tyreek Hill not being on the team is kind of uh, taking a toll on his health. The Chiefs have another player that some of you guys may remember from the defensive line. Malik Herring is on the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. And on the other side of the Super Bowl for the Eagles, N'Kobe Dean is an inside linebacker for the Philadelphia Eagles. And my guy, Jordan Davis, is a defensive tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles. He was a little banged up in one of their playoff games recently, so there's no telling how much he will be able to play. But this is the, what, 22nd year in a row that Georgia has had a player in the Super Bowl, which is the The longest streak of any college team. The only team to have a player in the Super Bowl since 2001. And I started making a graphic, but there's too many players. There's a lot of players. <laughs> there's there's a, lot. a lot of players. This, that's going back to like the early like Patriot days with Patrick Pass, Richard Seymour, like Yeah. Yeah. That's John going way Stitch, back. John Stinchcomb, like <laughs> Yes. Yeah. You know, John Stinchcomb actually came up on my Facebook as a, a friend recommendation today. Really? I didn't send him a friend request, but I, I might should have. You should have. I, I don't like him now. Because he played what? for the Saints. He played for the Saints. I don't like him now. Oh. <laughs> we're not we're gonna not gonna talk about the NFC South. Hey, hey, Falcons got the best quarterback in the NFC South right now <laughs> with Desmond Ritter. I still think the Panthers have the best quarterback room. They got the yeah, most talent. But Desmond Ritter made Tom Brady retire. He is one and zero against Tom oh. Brady. Dak Prescott made Tom Brady retire. <laughs> Could you imagine throwing your whole life away? Wife leaves you, kids, all that. Just play one mediocre year. And get bounced for the last time by the Cowboys. Yeah, like, God. Get bounced Maybe. by the Cowboys. You lost a ton of money in crypto because you invested in some idiot in the Bahamas. <laughs> you anyway. know, I would rather I would rather be worth three hundred million dollars in my life fall apart than be not worth three hundred million dollars in my life fall apart. Yeah, because if I'm not mistaken, Giselle is worth more than him. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> he could have had a sugar mama situation. That's what we all hope for. Like W Aaron. But back to a Super Bowl that Tom Brady's not playing in. Thank God. 
So as of right now, Monday, 925 p.m., the Kansas City Chiefs are the underdog to the Philadelphia Eagles, who are one and a half point favorites with the over under at 51. And, you know, if you trust that NFL is scripted and it got leaked the other day, <laughs> take the over, take the Eagles because they won by three in a 37 34 game. I hope it's 37 34. I hate low scoring Super Bowls. That'd be a hell of a Super Bowl. Man, I stayed up until like six in the morning to watch Super Bowl when I was in Afghanistan, and it was the thirteen to three. Oh, the Rams Patriots one. Yeah, that was awful. <laughs> that was awful. I regretted staying up. <laughs> but back to this game, some uh, some interesting props that I found while I was searching through here for uh, special props. Um, Gronk's kick of destiny has props. Wait, what? Apparently, he's going to attempt a field goal at some point. Just like at halftime, like pregame. Yeah, like- yeah, yeah. It's gonna be like a. It's gonna be like a. Hey, it's Gronk. He'll he'll probably like dig a hole through the field and jump out and with his shirt off or something. Who knows? Why? Because it's Gronk. Okay. So, he is actually favored to miss the kick with minus 220 odds. (laughs) So, if you think Gronk is enough of an athlete to make the kick, you can get plus 155 money on it. But how far is the kick? I have no idea. I I didn't even know it was a thing until I saw this. Because, I mean, if it's an extra point, he's making that. Let's look it up real quick. Yeah, because if it's an extra point, like I, I'd put my money on him making that. If it's like a twenty, if it's like a thirty, forty, no, fuck no. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, but if it's like um, a like if it's like an extra point, like a twenty yarder, I could see thirty three. No, he made a thirty three yarder in high school. There's, I don't see anything. What did you do? Kick. What do you Google? Oh, he will attempt a 25-yard field goal, which is actually shorter than an extra point right now. I can see it. Yeah, he makes that. All right, so you can get plus 155 money on your odds with that. And uh, a funny, I think it's hilarious, special Super Bowl prop is um, white boy pass attempt. It's literally the name of the prop. Okay, both quarterbacks no are black. passes attempted by a Caucasian, minus 300. Both quarterbacks are black. Correct. Well, Mahomes did get hurt in the NFC Championship game, so. AFC. Yeah, that one. The one that was <laughs> completely rigged, and the refs didn't even try and hide it, that one. So... I'm trying to find these player props that I was looking at earlier because there were some really interesting ones. Here we go. Dude, my favorite prop, I gotta find it, is the um the national anthem over unders. Those are my favorite props. They'll probably come out later in the week. Yeah. It's almost always over. Always. It's Chris Stapleton too this year. So no matter what it is, it's gonna be over. It's over. Go ahead and take the over on that one. Go ahead and take the over. So, 
Jalen Hurts rushing yards is something that I am more than likely going to take. The under on, though, because the over-under for Jalen Hurts rushing yards is 50.5. And that doesn't account for sacks. Or that is taking sacks into account. And the Eagles are down either one or two offensive linemen coming into this game. Ooh. So I am hammering the under on Jalen Hurts rushing yards. And for sacks... Chris Jones, granted, he had his first two sacks in the postseason in the AFC Championship game. I still think he hits the over because it is at .5 right now for sacks on Chris Jones. Did you say one and a half? .5, just a half. Oh, bro, I'd take take that. So if he gets one sack, you get money on that. I'd take that in a heartbeat. Yes. Uh, let's see if I can find the hat or the um, I'm trying to see if I can find the national anthem one on here. It may come out later in the week. I would also a, take the there, go ahead. There is a problem if there will be an octopus there for Rihanna's show. It just says, Will there be an octopus? Yes or no. I mean, I feel like the safe bet is no, but maybe you just put a couple dollars on yes. <laughs> it's plus fourteen hundred for yes, minus five thousand for no. I might put a couple dollars on yes, <laughs> just because. Well, Rihanna's from the Caribbean. Maybe she put some Caribbean stuff in her halftime show. I mean, Katy Perry did have Dancing Sharks. Yeah. Cannot forget left shark. Cannot forget left shark. That's the only like fun prop I found. I can't find it on DraftKings. I personally am probably going to take the Kansas City first quarter under. And I say that because the Eagles come out really aggressive in the first half of games on defense. And so the first quarter under or for the first quarter is pick them between the Eagles and the Chiefs. I think I'm probably going to take the Eagles. I do think the Chiefs are going to win though. Ooh. So I may do like a like a first quarter Eagles full game Chiefs. Dude, I like I like the Eagles to win it. I don't know about I don't know like what the like first quarter, first half prop is and all that. But I like the Eagles, man. I love the Eagles to win it. I would rather the Eagles win. I don't want the Chiefs to win. Jordan Davis and the Kobe Dean national championship and Super Bowl back to back years. That I mean, that would be that would be awesome. Built, I'm just telling you guys what I think. Built by Georgia. <laughs> hey, Jalen Hurts is built by Bama. Can't forget that. Don't get me started. I haven't. <laughs> it's the award show. I'm not trying to rant. 
Yeah, all positive, all positive. All positive. Um, yeah, well, you know, I might put a graphic together later in this week with our most fun Super Bowl bets kind of right before the game because a lot of them are not quite out yet. Oh, here we go. I'm finding some fun ones. Like an octopus. Right. No, I found the anthem. Let's hear it's what, two oh two, I think? Two oh three on my bookie. Over. The over is minus one eighty. I did it's hitting two thirty. Oh, and they've got a which coach is gonna be shown first during the national anthem? Is it Andy Reid or Nick Sariani? Andy Reid. How long is the word brave sung over under five seconds? Over. Yeah, I like the over. I like the over. I'm trying to find. It's Chris Stapleton, though. He didn't really hold notes like that. What color is the Gatorade bath? Orange. No, yellow. I'm sorry, yellow. Yellow is plus 200. Yellow, because Andy Reid loves yellow. Okay. And Philly, and Philly when Andy Reid was there, made them, like, drink yellow. So, one, Kansas City's going to do yellow for Andy Reid because he loves yellow. And then Philly's going to do it just to say, fuck you, Andy Reid, and have yellow. But on my bookie, yellow and green are combined into one. So what color does that make? Well, no, I'm saying it's yellow or green is plus 200. I'm going to go with yellow. Heads or tails? Tails. Tails never fails. They're even odds. It's minus 105 on both sides. Yeah, I figured. But we will um, we'll put out some – we'll put out a graphic probably either Friday or Saturday about our favorite bets. And if you guys have some bets that you want us to throw on there – Send it to our Instagram, text us if you've got our numbers, any of that good stuff. We'll throw it in the graphic. Um, but I think we're going to go ahead and close this one out, guys. Yeah. As always, follow our Instagram at nothing.finer.pod, our Twitter at FinerPod, the Facebook, just search Nothing Finer Podcast on Facebook. YouTube, just search Nothing Finer Podcast on YouTube. Make sure it's got our logo. And our shop, nothingfinerpod.com. All of our merch is uh is gonna be there. And I'm still I'm still trying to figure out how to get the embroidered hats hats on there. I'm working on it. Ooh. Speaking of hats, I'm wearing a new hat today. Look at that. Ooh. I'm wearing my my same hat. Got a little, Dude, I love that hat. little standing dog with a flag in its mouth. I love I love that logo. Yeah. I wish they'd do a throwback with a standing dog. Yes. All right. You got anything else? Nah, that's it. All right, guys. Always remember, there is nothing finer in the land than a junk, obnoxious back-to-back. Third and a mile. Duggan from the two will throw it all the way across the field. It's picked up by Bullard. Bullard got it again. And Bennett to throw. Lobs it to the right corner. There's McConkey. He got on his donkey and made a sliding catch in the right corner. Touchdown!